0: John from the FreeGiftFromGod.com podcast. Today, I'm continuing on with this uh, short series I'm doing on the Word of God. And today, what I'm looking at is the power and authority of the Word of God. In my last session, we considered the power of the words of God in the Bible. Today, we'll look further into that and see the authority that exists in the words of the Bible. The Scripture is so powerful that even Jesus used Scripture to overcome the attacks of the devil, as we'll see shortly. So my aims today are to show why we need to be immersed in the word of God by obeying the Father. We'll also see the authority that exists in the words of the Bible and how even Jesus used scripture to overcome the devil and to gain the victory. So the first scripture that I want to have a look at is in Matthew chapter 17. I'm going to read from verse 1. And this is the transfiguration uh, for those that uh, know what it is. And after six days, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John, his brother, and led them up a high mountain apart. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his garments became white as light. And behold, there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. And Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is well that we are here. If you wish, I will make three booths here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He was still speaking when lo, a bright cloud overshadowed them and a voice from the cloud said, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell on their faces and were filled with awe. But Jesus came and touched them saying, rise and have no fear. And when they lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. Now, this is quite an amazing piece of scripture. There's a lot of lessons to learn in this particular piece of scripture, but I just want to focus on one thing. When God the Father speaks, and he doesn't speak very often, there's not a lot of his words that we're aware of anyway that are written in the Bible, certainly nowhere near the number that uh, Jesus spoke. But when he speaks because he is the Father, because he is the great almighty God, even greater than Jesus, Jesus said that the Father was greater than he. So when the Father speaks, we should take heed of his words. And here he didn't say many words. There's only about a dozen or so words that he spoke here. But he said to the disciples, to Peter, James, and John, he said, this is my beloved son. So he's talking about Jesus. He's saying Jesus was his beloved son with whom I am well pleased. And he was extremely well pleased because Jesus was obedient to the Father. What the Father wanted him to do, he did, even to being put to death for our sins, put to death as a sacrifice for us so that we could have life. But the next words are critical, where he says, this is my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased. Listen to him. Three words, listen to him. He didn't say, listen to Moses, listen to Elijah, or listen to anyone else. He said, listen to him. Listen to Jesus. So when God says that we are to listen to Jesus, well, we ought to take notice of what God the Father is saying because when we listen to Jesus, it's the words of Jesus that have life. It's in Jesus that we have life. It's in his words that we have all of the testimony of what God is like. We understand love. We understand compassion. We understand joy. We understand righteousness. We understand freedom. We understand all of these things because of the words of Jesus. And we also understand that we are being transformed into his image through the working of his word, his living and active word on our life. So we need to listen to Jesus as the Father said here, listen to him. So the next scripture I want to read is over in Matthew chapter 7 and I'm going to read from verse 28. And when Jesus finished these sayings, the crowds were astonished at his teaching. For he taught them as one who had authority and not as their scribes. Now, these words are written at the end of what we know as the Sermon on the Mount. One of the greatest pieces of doctrine, greatest pieces of ministry that ever exists. One of the most amazing sets of teachings that exist in the Bible, the Sermon on the Mount. But we look at the very end when Jesus had finished all of his sayings and it says the crowds are astonished at his teaching. They were astonished. They were amazed at what the Lord had to say. Why? Because uh, it says in verse 29, for he taught them as one who had authority and not as their scribes. Jesus had authority. His words have authority. There is power and there is authority in the words of Jesus Christ, which are recorded for us in the Bible. There is authority in these words to be able to overcome and have the victory over sin, the victory over the flesh, the victory over temptation, the victory over the devil, the victory over everything that this world could throw at us because the authority of Jesus Christ, who is the word of God, who is the son of God, who we are told to listen to is incorporated into his words that we have here in the Bible. Jesus had authority. He didn't speak as the scribes did. He spoke with authority and they could tell his words had authority. And I know when you listen to preachers preach who are preaching from the Bible, there are many people who preach today and they're not preaching from the Bible. They don't even use scripture. But the ones that do, when you listen to what they have to say and they speak from the Bible, they speak scripture, you can hear the authority in the words because the word of God has authority. It has power, the power to transform lives and the authority to stand above anything that could come up against it. So the last scripture I want to look at is over in Matthew chapter 4. I'm going to read from verse 1. And this is where Jesus was led up into the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights and he fasted. Matthew 4 verse 1. Then Jesus was led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And he fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and afterward he was hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Now here we see Jesus had been in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. He was hungry. It said so in verse 2. And he fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and afterward... He was hungry. So what did the devil do? Jesus had a weakness. His weakness was hunger. So the devil came to him and he said, I'll exploit this weakness. I will get him where he is weak. And he does exactly the same to us. The devil is not a fair fighter. He will fight you where your weaknesses are. But what does Jesus say? He doesn't say, yeah, man, I'm really hungry. I could turn these stones into bread. No. What he says, he says, in verse 4, but he answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. There are two things to take out of that statement that Jesus made. The first thing is that he says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. Here we are, we're talking about words. Every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Where are the words that proceed from the mouth of God now? In the Bible. These are the words that we are reading and we are learning today. They are the scriptures that Jesus gave when he was here on earth. They are the scriptures spread right through the Old Testament, from Genesis right through to the end of Revelation. These are the words of God. And he's saying, you shall live, man shall live, by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So that's the first thing that we see in that. Here is the word. But the second thing we see is that Jesus himself Used the word of Scripture to defeat Satan. He answered, "It is written." This is how he defeated the temptation, the temptation of hunger, when Satan came to him and said, "Turn these stones into bread." Jesus said, "No. It is written that man shall live not by uh, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It is written." He understood the power and the authority. Of the words that are written in the Bible. He understood these things. And we go on. Verse 5 Then the devil took him to the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple. And he said to him, If you are the Son of God, well, Jesus was the Son of God. He says, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will give His angels charge of you, and on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. Now, here is something really interesting, because the devil is now quoting Scripture. And he'll do that to you too. The devil is quoting scripture against Jesus and saying, well, throw yourself down because you know the Bible says that if you throw yourself down, well, his angels will take care of you. He says, on their hands, they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. So he's trying to provoke Jesus to fanaticism by using scripture. But what does Jesus say? Verse 7, Jesus said to him, again, it is written, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. And here we are again. What was his response? His response was, again, it is written. Once again, he was defeating the temptation that Satan put before him to go into fanaticism by quoting the scripture back at him. Now, there are two things that you need to learn about this. Firstly, you need to understand that The devil will use scripture against you. He will use the Bible against you. He will try to. And so what's critically important for you, the second thing that's critically important for you, is to understand that you need to know the scripture better than the devil does. You need to immerse yourself in the scripture so that when the devil gives you uh, scripture, you know, through his servants, when he throws Scripture at you, you can say, "Yeah, well, it may say that, but you're using it out of context because it is written." Or whatever the right answer is, you need to be able to do that. First, you need to understand that the devil will use Scripture. Secondly, you need to be so immersed in the Scripture it's so much a part of you that it just comes to your uh, comes to your tongue when the time is right. And you can defeat the temptations of Satan exactly the way that Jesus did. I'll keep on going. Verse 8. And the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and all the glory of them. Uh, It says in one of the other uh, translations of this that he he does this in a moment of time. So he's looking at all of the kingdoms of the world, including the ones that we live in right now. showed them all the kingdoms of the world and all the glory of them. Verse 9. And he said to him, all these I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. So here the devil is tempting him with wealth, immeasurable wealth, the wealth of all of the kingdoms of the world that ever existed. Then Jesus said to him, verse 10, begone, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Now, again, there are two things that we see in this. Firstly, if you're looking for money, and I know this is something that comes through the prosperity gospel uh, from those who preach it, if you are looking for the wealth of this world, well, you're looking for the wrong thing, because firstly, the wealth of this world is controlled by the devil. As it says there, showed him all the kingdoms of the world and all the glory of them, and he said to him, "All these I will give to you if you'll fall down and worship me." The devil had them, and it was up to him who he gave them to. It actually says that in one of the other versions of this particular section of scripture, where Jesus went into the wilderness, it says, "All of these I will give to you, for they have been delivered to me," is what it says. If you fall down and worship me, but Jesus said no. The second thing that we see out of this, once again, is the same as the others, it is written. And he defeated Satan once again by the power and the authority of the scripture. So even Jesus, who was the son of God, who was second only to the father, even he used the power of the scripture, the power of the words of God, and they were his words anyway because he is the word of God, He used the power of the Scripture to give us insight and examples of how to defeat the devil. So consider this for a moment. If God the Father tells us to listen to Jesus, which he did uh, when he was uh, transfigured, then we should heed his voice. We should heed his advice and do exactly that. We see in the Scripture that there is great power and authority in the words. And this was recognized by the crowds who heard Jesus preach. They saw the authority. They said, "He preaches with authority, not like their scribes. And in the Bible, we have this great authority and power to overcome and be victorious against temptation and all of the evil of this world and be able to stand in Christ. Just a quick prayer point. Ask the Lord now to help you as you read and study the words of the Bible. Ask him to write his words on your heart and your mind to be able to stand in the face of temptation and opposition and be strong in the Lord. So in closing, that's it for this session. Once more in closing, let me encourage and urge you to find the time to study God's word and to listen to Jesus as the Father instructed us. So until next time, this is John from the free gift from God.com podcast. Signing off and hoping you have a great week ahead by keeping your mind and your thoughts centred on Jesus Christ. God bless.